0: Amen, okay So About a couple month, Well, last fast week I was talking to Hope And I said, Hope I got a feeling I'm going to have to talk December And I said, I really don't want to talk in December Because December is such a hard month for me Because every December I just cry all month like, Because I'll be like God, I, I live to see another year And usually I ask him Not to let me see that I always ask him, And every December, I'm like, here I am again another year. Not to see it. And so this year, amazingly. No, 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 I know. <laughs> but let, let me explain it. Let me explain it. So this year, surprisingly, December 1st hit, and I felt good, y'all. I felt like life. But as I was talking to the Lord, he's just been downloading. So I just want to share with you, but I want you to know that this is almost just as much for me than it is and it's for you too. So tonight I want to talk to you about my names. When I was born, I started off as bean. Bean is what my daddy called me. B I I'm sorry, B E A N. Bean. His bean, bean. And <laughs> but Bean Was um, she was covered like she was a sheltered child, like she was spoiled. She was daddy's baby girl. She didn't speak for herself. She just stuck under daddy. Then I was on my mama's side. Cabby, C A B B Y. I guess that's how you spell cabby. My mama makes weird names. Like my brother was Al Noon, so (laughs) or Bumachi is the mirror. So I was Cabby. It is weird, right? So, Cabbie was the strong child. She was a good child. But my mama could always depend on me. Like, she took care of everything. So, I didn't have to worry about you, baby, because you got it. You're strong. You're better than me. Sometimes I can't even... I don't even like you sometimes because I feel like you're stronger than me. But Cabbie got it. Then, I was Bianca. No, let's rewind. I was Mimi to my mother's side of the family. Mimi... Mimi was the, the child that needs the special attention because, you know, her daddy sorry. And her mama ain't here. Mama on drugs. Her daddy probably on drugs. They out somewhere. And she always with her mama, her grandma. Our mama got to take care all the time. Mimi, we just feel bad for you. But uh you, you taking up our resources. That's Mimi. Then you have Bianca. Bianca was my dad's side of the family called me Bianca. So I had all these names, y'all. So Bianca... And I, we went place to place, honestly. So I was a different person all the time. But Bianca, I took Bianca when I got to middle school. And I said, I'm tired of being the weak one. And I'm tired of things happening. And I remember I started standing up to my sister, so I started fighting back. That was Bianca. Bianca didn't take no mess. Like, I'm tired of this mess. So I created Bianca when I was in my reality. So Bianca became this girl that um, you're not going to mess with me. You do what you want to do. You talk what you want to talk, but you won't whoop my butt. And I didn't say (laughs) butt. And I meant it. And and that's what I stood on. Bianca got in trouble. Bianca failed the sixth grade. Before Bianca, I had straight A's. Bianca... Didn't really cling to nobody. I had my one friend, that's all I needed. Bianca hanged with the dudes, but uh, Bianca won't have it. Yet. I don't really know what happened to Bianca, she came and go- she came and went. But then there was Tony. Tony, oh my god, y'all! So I was in love and I found this guy's just been revealing stuff to me, right? So I found this book. I forgot all about Tony. Tony was Tony Childs from Girls Friends. If y'all ever watch Girlfriends. It was a girl named Tony Childs, and she was so conceited, and she was selfish, and she was bad, though. She had, she just ruled everything. I had a notebook that I found recently, and it had notes for every episode. Tony Tony Childs said this. We will not do this because Tony Childs. I became Tony, But then I started dating this guy named Tim. And Tim was like, you wear heels all the time. You wear skirts all the time. I need me a hood, girl. What's wrong with you? He bought me a pair of Jordans. I said, what is this? So I wore them, and I took on to that. So then I became Nunu. Nunu came from ATL. Y'all, my mama raised me on the TV, so I just started making these people. So Nunu came from ATL the movie. <laughs> and ATL, Nunu always wore the Nunu stuff, so Nunu had to go get her a Nunu job. And so I got me a job, and I would wear the bad stuff. I would wear apple bottoms all the time. It was nothing but apple bottoms. That's all I wanted because Nunu had it, Okay. Well, Tim and Nunu broke up, so then came karma. Karma with a Q at that. Karma with the Q. Get it right, boo. So (laughs) I was karma with a Q, and you know karma, karma's a B. So that's what I was. And I would go in the, I ran the streets with my homie Petey. You remember Petey? (laughs) So I ran the streets with Petey. This is recorded. I'm not confessing to anything illegal, just so we'll know that this is not a confession, and I do not have proof that I did anything illegal. So you take the streets how you feel, what that means to you. I'll let your imagination go. (laughs) But I ran the streets with Petey, and I remember how karma died. I remember how karma died. Karma died because... Karma wore these beautiful sundresses Big I remember my big yellow sundress In the heels And I would stand on the streets And I was like People were like You don't belong here Like who are you ma'am You look like you're supposed to be No The police would ride up And I'm like Hey sir how are you I didn't know how to be street I didn't belong there But I was like How are you But I still was doing Things that I didn't belong to And Petey one day brought me in Because me and him Were really close And he said Yo Karma um, I need you to learn how to shoot a gun because you out here in these streets and people will take advantage of that. He said, I need you to learn. So he's talking and I don't, he owned that gun so I didn't touch it. But um, <laughs> so Petey said if somebody come at you pull the trigger with, pull the trigger without hesitation. I don't care if it's a child. I don't care if it's a woman, and I don't care if it's a man. He said, pull the trigger, because nobody's going to hesitate for you. And at that moment, I couldn't do it no more. I couldn't. I was like, PD, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I stopped answering his calls. I never tell anybody by y'all. I just stopped answering your call. <laughs> so, so I just stopped answering his calls, stopped going around. I was like, oh, I can't handle that. That's, that's too rough. Maybe he was right. I don't belong in these streets. So then here came Millie. Millie. <laughs> Millie was interesting young lady. Millie, Millie ran with Jay Keith. You remember Jay Keith? Okay, so Millie was an interesting young lady. Um, Millie was Millie had an agreement with this guy. This is my BC days, y'all. So I'm being vulnerable right now. Millie had an agreement with this guy that. Um, We don't need a relationship because I don't need a man. Matter of fact, I could treat you like a man because I'm a woman and I'm better than a man. So we can have this agreement on what we do, but we ain't going to be together. And see, I'm not no hoe, so I'm not going to be with everybody, so I'm just going to be with you. And that's our agreement. We together. You can do what you want to do, but it's us, okay? And so Millie needed needed to give herself a way to feel validated. And in each of these people I had to feel validated And Millie died One night because it was New Year's And Millie died Because she was at a party And her Co-partner friend that I had The agreement with was like you don't belong here And I was like I do what I want to do I told you All we do is have this agreement and you take care of yourself So I was trying to show him I could smoke, I can drink, I could do whatever I want to do. Well, while I was doing this, people were slipping stuff in my drinks, and I didn't know it. So I'm not going to go down that path. That's not what this is about tonight, but you kind of know what happened. So Millie had to die. But when Millie died, a month later, it was February, and I remember it because I called my dad and finally told him what happened. I was lost. I didn't know who I was at that point because I'm like, how could somebody take that from me? And I called my dad and he said, well, thanks a lot, Amelia, because because it's Valentine's Day. That's the best Valentine's Day gift you could ever give me is to tell me that what happened. And he hung up on me. And I never thought that my dad was going through cancer and stuff so he probably just didn't know how to take that information his baby girl you know was taken advantage of but I was upset because you were supposed to be here for me you were all I ever had and so I stopped talking to my dad for a whole year y'all I didn't talk to him for a year and he died the last the last time I really talked to him was when I told him, I don't want nothing to do with you, like, whatever, and we just went through this, and I didn't know how bad it got, and the next time I saw him, his mind was going, and he really couldn't talk to me, so though we saw each other, it didn't feel right, so he passed, and so then I really broke, and I became Shay, and Shay fell in the arms of a man, and Shay was this girl she was lost but she'll do anything just for love like that's all I want now is love I messed up big time I don't know who I am I can't run the streets no more I really don't want to sleep around because that's not me and I don't have friends no more so now I'm Shay and Shay fell in the arms of a man and the man and fell in love and this man crushed her heart okay so now we I'm gonna stop this story here And I'm going to tell you about people in the Bible who changed their names. Naomi said, call me Mara because I'm depressed. She changed her own name. And God brought to me Abram. Abram. In Genesis 12, he was Abram, and then after Lot, after he let go of Lot, and it was a while to let go of Lot because he loved Lot. God said, go away from your family, and he took Lot with him. like, I can't let this go. After uh, Melchizedek blessed him. He got the blessings from God. At the Hagar, he became Abraham. And I want to read Genesis 17. Really quick, really quick. Come on, phone. Genesis 17, 1 through 5. Okay. And when Abram was 90 years old and 9... Okay, 99. The Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And when, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell to his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name anymore be Abram but thy name shall be Abraham he changed when did he change when he fell on his face so I said Lord what does falling on your face mean and I had to think about when did I fall on my face falling on your face is casting down that identity you brought is what I believe Abram had been all this way. He had to cast down Abram. His face had to go down. He could no longer be Abram. And when he came back up, I cast my face down to you, Lord. I come back up as Abraham. Jacob. God gave me Jacob. So Jacob in Genesis 32, Jacob was interesting. So we all know that Jacob was a trickster, right? He was known for his tricks. He tricked his brother Esau and me and my sister was reading about it this morning, reading over it again. Um, the story just talking about Jacob and how he was a trickster so Jacob thirty-two, twenty-four through 30 um, and Jacob was left alone and there he wrestled with a man with him until the breaking of day and when he saw that he prevailed not against him he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him and he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. This is the man, the angel to Jacob. And he said, I will not let thee go, except for thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And then the man said, thy name shall be called Jacob no more, but Israel. For a prince hast thou power with God and with man and has prevailed. So now Jacob was supposed to be called Israel, right? Like, he got that blessing, but he manipulated this blessing. Like, he fought this angel, held on to him, like, no, I'm still Jacob in my ways. Like, you're going to give me something, right? And if you keep looking down, we're just going to scroll down. He was still Jacob. He, they didn't call him Israel. So I'm like, well, God, okay, when did they call him Israel? Well, if you go over... He still was playing Jacob in the next chapter with Esau when he saw his brother and he tricked his brother. He said, brother, I'm going to follow you. You go this way, man. I'm coming right behind you. And then he started following him. And he was like, oh, never mind. Because he didn't trust Esau, right? So then in the next chapter, he's still being Jacob. then you get to chapter 35, Chapter 35, 1 says, And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go to Bethel, and dwell there, and make it there an altar unto God that appear unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau. Now, I just told y'all two chapters ago he left Esau. So, he, God told him this when he left Esau. He said, Go make me an altar from what I told you back then. Okay? Keep going. He, he still he a little bit of Jacob. So, then let's go to... Sorry, just lost my place. 352021. 20, okay, so 3519. No, let's let's scroll up a little bit. 3516 says, and they journeyed to Bethel. And there but a little way to Etham. And Rachel travailed. Now Rachel was Jacob's love. If y'all didn't know, Jacob loved Rachel. He worked 14 years for Rachel, because he got the wrong girl on the seventh year, so he had to work seven more years for Rachel. My sister actually pointed out when he thought Esau was going to attack him, Jacob put everybody in front and put Rachel in the back. Like, if he's coming, baby, you can run. Like, he loved him, so Rachel, right? So Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor, and it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son. And then you drop down to 19 and Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephraim, which is Bethlehem, which is Bethlehem. Sorry. I always say Bethlehem and Jacob set a pillar upon her grave. That is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day and Israel journey. This is the first time he's called Israel y'all in Israel journey. Well, when did he journey Lord? He journeyed when Rachel died. His love, what he put before God, this, this is what I love. So once she died, then he could be birthed to Israel. So I said, okay, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you saying? God gave me a dream earlier this year that I kept, I kept having this dream that I was pregnant. And every time in a dream, I, it would be time to give birth and the baby would never come out. And I'm like, oh, God. And I kept calling Pastor Mel, like, Pastor Mel, what does this mean? I don't know. Like, I'm, you know, abstinent for years, so I know it ain't that. So what is this? She said, well, just wait on the Lord. I'm talking months. I would have the same dream. I'm pregnant, but I can't give birth. So then finally, I birthed the child, and they brought it out, but all I could see was its feet. And I said, well, Pastor Mel, what in the world? I waited all this time, and all I see is the feet? She said, God has birthed it in the spiritual. Now you got to wait for it to manifest. So I said, okay. Now, mind you, in this time, I'm still going in the Lord. I forget about these dreams. Well, then I have a dream that I'm in the hospital, and they say, ma'am, you can't take your baby because you haven't been acting right. I'm like, well, what in the world? It was a little girl. I finally got to see her, but I couldn't take her out the hospital because I wasn't right. And I'm like, what is this dream? So look, I'm trying to act like Jacob, y'all. I'm manipulating in the dream, like, well, maybe if I sneak behind the doctors, so I can grab the baby. And I could not get her. So I said, Okay, Lord, what was that about? Well, keep going. I had a dream, finally, that my uncle Presented a baby girl to me, and I was looking. I was like, I just want all my babies with me. And he presented this beautiful baby girl. She had on a beautiful white dress, and I was like, Well, what does this mean, God? And he said to me that you have to be born again. And I said, Well, born again? I'm born again. I'm saved. No, baby, you have to be born again. And it's amazing how we throw out these words like born again, but sometimes we get in these comfort zones and who we are and who we've become over these times that. We don't allow ourselves to be actually born again to become the new person that God called us to, that Christ called us to be. Like Amelia, you can't be all those names no more, baby girl. You can't please these people. Pastor Keith broke me down one nine fifteen. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but I went and talked to him. He said, You gotta be born again. Not not just I accept Jesus Christ, but you gotta live it. You gotta be that woman. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'm getting it. So God gave me this Philemon. Y'all go to the book of Philemon. And this was just everything for me. Philemon is actually after Hebrew, after Titus, which is after the Timothys, before Hebrew. I was going to say, I know I saw Hebrew. So let me walk y'all through Philemon and give y'all some backdrops. So I'm going I'm to skip through Philemon so we don't have to read the whole letter, so I won't run out of time. Um, so, Philemon 1 through 3 is his greeting. So, this is Paul. Paul's been working for the Lord. Paul is in prison right now, or he's enslaved, because he's enslaved to the Lord. So, he's been working for the Lord, and it's this guy named Onesimus. Onesimus is a slave, y'all, to this other guy, right? The other guy's name is, oh, God, what is his name? What is his name? We're gonna get to his name in a letter. So, the other guy enslaved Onesimus, and Onesimus got away, right? Onesimus ran away, like, I'm free, I'm good. And he meets Paul. And him and Paul have this encounter. And so, Paul writes Onesimus. Now, y'all gotta remember, Paul used to be Saul. So, I had to go back. So it's amazing. So, Paul used to be Saul. Y'all know Saul used to persecute people and stuff. Like, Saul was the man. So, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He wasn't the man because he wasn't in Christ. But, but he used to persecute people so I thought this was real cool so Paul says I'm going to use the no I'm not never mind I'm going to use the King James so Paul a prisoner of Jesus Christ and Timothy our brother I said I was going to skip that so 1 through 3 sorry so then we get to let's jump down to 4 so he's greeted right Grace to you and peace from our Christ, our God. So he knows this guy, right? So for, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayer. So he's softening this man. He ain't, he ain't roughing this man. He said, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and towards all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in Christ. For, We have a great joy and consolation in thy love, because the vows of the saints are refreshed by thee. I had to look that up, because I thought he was saying he's full of stuff, but the vows was actually, he meant his heart was refreshed. Okay, (laughs) So, um, so he just buttered this man up, right? So then he said... Wherefore thou I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is covenant, yet for love's sake, I rather beseech thee, being such as, um and one as Paul the aged and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, so let me explain what he just did, y'all he said, I could just tell you to do it, and you're gonna do it, but being that I'm in love and in Christ, I'm gonna ask you that's what he just said, right so then he said. Which in time past was the unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me? We're talking about Onesimus now. He said, Onesimus used to be unprofitable to you. And I understand, but right now he's profitable. Trust me on this. He said, I beseech thee for my son, Onesimus. He just said, his son, like, wait, he had adopted this man into his life. Like, he's his son, whom I have begotten in my bounds. Which in time past was the unprofitable now profitable to thee and to me. He's profitable to me. Like he means something to me. Who I have sent again thou therefore receive him is that that is mine own whom I would have retained with me. I would have kept Onesius with me. That in thy stead he might have ministered unto me. So he would have ministered to me. He would have been good to me. I was going to keep him. But Without thy mind, I would do nothing, that thy benefit should not be, as it were, of necessity, but willingly. So he's saying, I'm going to send him back. I'm going to send him back. For perhaps he therefore departed for a season. He left you, that thou should have received him forever. Not only as his servant, he said, take him back. This man ran from you, and I understand he want nothing when he was with you. He ran from you. Now, take him back. Take him back. Not only as a servant, but as above a servant. A brother beloved. So, you telling me you want me to take this man back, not only as my slave that just ran away, but as my brother? Yes. Especially to me. But how much more unto thee, both the flesh and in God? If thou count me, therefore, the partner receiveth him. So, I'm going to skip down because I don't want to go too far. called him out. Okay. Eight. I have authority to make you. Ten. Let's just, oh, I'm past 10. Let's just keep reading. I, Paul, have written it with my own hands. I will repay you. i bet. I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me. So he just told him, bruh, bruh, you owe me. So uh, you're going to do this because you remember you owe me. And I don't know what kind of things uh, Paul and this man had, but he was like, you owe me. See that you owe me. I'll pay you for him. Let me have joy. Of thee in the Lord Refresh my heart Remember, Basil's heart, Having confidence in thy obedience Like I already know you're going to do it I wrote you this letter Knowing that thou will also do more than I say So not only will you treat him more than a slave Like a brother But you're going to do more than that And I trust that I know you're going to do that But with thou preparing me Also lodging So he said I'll be coming to you soon So basically he said I'll see you soon I feel like Paul was saying that hey, I'm going to check up on you See if you really did it so I said, well, Lord, why are you take me to this story? Paul just G-checked this man. Like, I'm sending a letter, and I know you're going to do it because we love Christ. Like, he did it so so smooth. I said, let my husband have authority like that in Christ. Like, you could just write a letter and know the man going to do it. But God said, wait a minute, baby. 2 Corinthians 3-3, 3-6. 2 Corinthians 3-3, second 3-6 Corinthians says... For as much as ye are manifest, declared to be epistles of Christ, ministered by us, written now in ink, but with spirit and living God, not in ta- uh, tables of stone, but on fleshly hearts, and such trust we have through Christ's word, um, God word. Not that we are sufficient ourselves to think any things of ourselves, but sufficient uh, sufficiency is of our God. What? Um. sorry. Who also have made us um, able ministers of testament, not of letters, but spirit. For letters killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Okay? It just said, it just said, and if you read it in in NLT, it just said God writes his letters on our hearts. Not on tablets, but on our hearts. So I said, a letter like Philemon, Lord? And he said, well, go to Romans 8.34. So I said, okay, let's check out Romans 834. I'm sorry, not 834. Oh, yeah, 834. I was saying. Okay, 834, it says, who is he that commandeth? It is Christ that died, ye rather, that is risen again, who is even at right hand of the God, who maketh intercession for us. So I said, oh, God, it hit me, y'all. It hit me. Christ died on the cross because we were nothing to this world. We were nothing to God. We weren't living right. And He died on the cross and he rose, but he's on the right hand of the father and he writing his love on our hearts. So we can minister to, to other those letters. Like Paul wrote that letter to Philemon and he's saying, Lord, I know they want nothing. I know she want not nothing before. I know she wasn't living right, but God, I died. Remember that. You know me, like Paul. Well, you know me. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for her because she's valuable to me just like and she'll be valuable to you. So treat her better than a servant. Treat her better than a brother, but give give her exceedingly and abundantly. I said, God, I'm I'm your letter. I'm your letter. So the Lord said, Yeah, wait a minute though, baby. Something gotta die. Something gotta die. Like You have life in me. I I believe in you got new life. Like, you're going to go, but you got to die. You got to die. And actually, I was listening to Van Moody, because I think I heard Pastor say his name one time, and I saw it on YouTube. I was like, oh, let's see what he got to say. And he actually took me to Romans uh, 38. I mean, sorry, Romans eight thirty eight. So we just slide down a little bit. And it says, for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depths, nor, I'm sorry, let me rewind. I missed y'all part that I want y'all to catch. Nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of God. What did we leave out? He left out the past. Present. Let's, 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 let's rewind it. Let's rewind it. He said, no powers, nor things, nor presence, nor things to come. Where's the past? None of this can separate us from God, but what can? Your past who you used to be can separate because God is steadily telling me Amelia and he's telling y'all, oh, come on, baby, come on. We're going to the front. Like I declared the end from the beginning. So let's keep moving. We can't live in that. And if you just turn and look back, who did you just turn your back on? Cause he's steadily going. He can't live in that mess. And I said, Oh my God. He gave me, um, Mark 14, 17, Oh, I'm sorry, Matthew 14 through 17. If y'all want to write it down, I'm not going to read it. But it talks about you can't um, pour new wine into old wineskins. You can't be the old person. You have to live in me. You have to be the woman I called you. So I I wrote a letter to myself when this revelation was hitting me. I was like, okay, Lord, okay, I get it. It's hitting me. So I wrote a letter to myself. And I haven't, read, I haven't read this letter. I got in the spirit, and I wrote this letter. So this is something for me, and it's transparent. I don't know what it's <laughs> I didn't. I didn't test it. I'm just going to read it. It says, Dear Amelia, we have come a long, long way. And first, I want to thank you for not giving up on us. Even the times you gave up, you kept pushing. And I forgive you for the mistakes you made. You did all you knew. And though when people told you before you didn't believe them, I am telling you, you are a strong woman. And you know I I can speak to that because unlike everyone else, I know it all. And I know I have lied to you for years. <laughs> I have. But I am being honest, when I say I'm proud of you, I thank you for getting me to this point. This is the meaning of god's work it all together for my good. It's working all together for my good, but now, you don't have to be strong anymore. You don't have to lie and fight anymore. Matter of fact, it's time for you to die and rest forever. <laughs> I am choosing to follow Christ now. That means the original Amelia must live, the one God created. No. I won't miss the old times and the times goes on I won't miss you I'm sorry but no your death is life and I know it doesn't make any sense but you have to die so I can live so goodbye Now Amelia <laughs> you were right all along please forgive me for not giving you a chance for telling you You weren't good enough. You were perfectly created. The million that just died was a lie. And I beg you to be confident. Not in you, but in Christ. Please do not quiet yourself any longer. Be free. You are safe in him. Forgive me for leaving and abusing and not appreciating you. And though I don't understand how you are best, I know God knows best so I am choosing to be what he created the creative obscure thinking sweet and humble you <sighs> the loving you the hopeful you the playful and joyful you but don't stop there God is doing a great work in you see his glory love a million <sighs> so y'all we gotta die and we got to be the people God called us. It's not about the name, the title. Pastor Keith taught me that. He said, because I got caught up. Somebody was like, his name is Yahweh. And I was like, well, Pastor Keith, wait a minute. Who is this Yahweh man? And he says, it's not about the language. It's about who you are, who he is, his honor, Christ's honor. So then flip that back on us. It's not about what people call you, Venetia, Christ, Hope my children everybody it's not about what people call you it's what you answer to and I've always been told that who what you live by who you living to be and we're going to take these steps and sometimes Jacob do rise up and Israel fall and Israel rise up but we got to keep casting Jacob down he got to die we got to die and allow God to create us who we are so I chose to do a dance towards the Lord um to act to just honor him for what he's done because like I told you in the beginning, I used to say, God, why did you allow me to see another year? Why? Why do I gotta keep living this life? Like I was better off with you, Lord. Like why you got me living here? And now I can truly say, I could truly look back on the rocks, I could truly look back on the pure hell that I went through. I could truly look back on the friends I lost. I could truly look back on the names I made. I could truly look back on the people I pretended to be. I could truly look back and say, thank you, God, you brought me here through that. I thank you because that strengthened me and showed me everything I don't want to be. But God, I thank you for this life. I thank you for these kids. I would never give up being a single mom right now because they are so wonderful god they they they're molding me god is molding me through it and then before i used to resent it i'm not gonna lie i thank god for this church where he's placed me last night I'm talking about forgiveness i thank god for my mother she was strong but she taught me to be strong i thank god for these little things and i'm looking at things that i started complaining about and i'm starting to see god's glory in it all So I just thank him. So I just want to, if one of the guys can move this, I'm going to dance to the Lord, and I hope you guys receive it the way you want to receive it.
1: so good to make it this far. And I didn't think I could take it so long. There were days I wanted to quit and I said surely this is it. But I held on and I've watched as so-called friends turn and walked away, and it hurt so much I didn't have words to say. But even when my day turns to night and nothing seems just right, Lord, I thank you for for my life, for my life. Lord, I thank you for every victory in you I've seen. And all the moments I know, Lord, it was you who kept me. So I thank you for for my life. And I've watched you take my family from there to here. And when times were a little rough, God, I know you were near. Thank you, Jesus. And the moments I thought I'd fail, I was reminded of your nails, so I held on. and if i never live to see another day there's nothing i would change or take away i've had so many ups that they far outweigh my downs lord i thank you for my life in you I've seen oh and for the moment My way And there were times, Lord, I know I almost went crazy. Yeah. Oh, but I'm still here, oh, with my life so you kept me so I thank you thank you Jesus for, for my life it may not be all that I had hoped for and every dream has not yet been realized but to see your face one day God I know it's all gonna be worth it yeah yeah Lord so I thank you for thank you for every mountain every valley God every everything that you brought me through thank you for I know I know it was you God Just wanna take the time to say thank you, Jesus, for my life. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for my life.